game is in constant motion. Creativity and adaptation in action. And like Portland, an ever-evolving, eclectic mashup of the modern and the retro. Crafters, makers, trailblazers. The team is young, talented, and drawn from everywhere. Transforming the ordinary into something extraordinary and bringing out the greatness that's hiding in the mix. Working to shine when it's their time. A creative collaboration, alive and evolving. The Rip City Remix. Hey Rip City, this is Anthony Simons, and it's time to open the briefcase with Casey Hodo. Greetings, Pleasure fans, and welcome to The Briefcase, episode 46 of The Briefcase. I am your host, Casey Holdall, and that was the introduction of the Rip City Remix, the name of the Trailblazers' new G League affiliate. While the fact that the Trailblazers had acquired the rights to a G League franchise, which would be up and running by the start of the 2023-24 season, was announced more than a month ago, the team name and branding was only officially released Monday afternoon at the Child Center on the campus of the University of Portland, which is also where the Remix will play their games. We'll hear more from Trailblazers General Manager Joe Cronin, G League Commissioner Sharif Abdul-Rahim, and Trailblazers President Dwayne Hankins about the remix, and briefly touch on the press conference to introduce Scoot Henderson, Chris Murray, and Rayon Rupert that happened this weekend on this edition of The Briefcase. We'll discuss in greater detail later this week, but since it happened on Saturday, it makes sense to at least briefly discuss the press conference introducing Scoot Henderson, Chris Murray, and Rayon Rupert, who Portland selected with the 3rd, 23rd, and 43rd picks in the 2023 NBA Draft that happened just last Thursday. I thought all three players showed a lot of maturity and poise in answering questions and in just their presence in the press conference. A lot of times, you know, you got two 19-year-olds, one 22-year-old, Guys that have been around, but, you know, at least with Rian and Scoot, since they go through college seasons, not really accustomed to a large media contingent asking them questions. Chris at Iowa, probably a little bit more, but even then, probably not to the same level, obviously, as they had on Saturday. But I thought all three did a really nice job. And I've seen a lot of these things. And a lot of times, you know, young players are, are a little shy or reluctant to talk or maybe a little guarded. I thought all three really got a good sense from all three of them. I thought they all seemed relaxed and and confident and excited about being in Portland. And I think for an introductory press conference, that's about the best you can ask for. In Scoot Henderson, you have a guy who seems so excited to start his professional career. He discusses his path to the NBA, where his joy for basketball comes from, and his motto, overly determined to dominate. Scoot has a real presence and an enthusiasm about him. And you don't always get that from players who end up in Portland particularly high caliber players who have been expected to be pros for some time as Scoot Henderson has. So for the enthusiasm he seems to have about being in Portland, I think that's obviously a great place to start. I think the skill set's going to be there as well, but just having a guy who's so excited about starting his career with the Trailblazers, I think that's obviously great. I think a lot of you probably saw that he was out about in town wearing his own jersey, taking photos with fans. And I think that's Obviously, something you you absolutely love to see, that excitement, that enthusiasm. You know, sometimes, you know, the NBA and professional sports have gotten to a place where it's so much of a business right from the jump that, you know, you've got kids that are 12 and 13 talking about kind of what they want to be as pros or what their expectations are when they're going to be 16, 17, 18 about being in the NBA. And so to have guys who are in that generation, but are still incredibly excited about kind of what is on the horizon for them, I think is fantastic. And again, it's exactly what you want to see out of rookie players. 
Chris Murray seemed like an incredibly intelligent young man. I don't know if it was the way that he was raised or the fact that he has a twin brother who's already in the NBA or that they spent a year after high school in a postgraduate program before heading off to Iowa or just the indication of who Chris Murray is as an individual, but I was really struck at how grown up he sounded. Between the jump he made from his sophomore to junior season, especially on the defensive end, having a brother who was already in the league, and his own maturity, I think there's a very good chance that Chris Murray might be one of the NBA's more productive rookies this season. As for Ayan Rupert, I'm going to try my best not to confuse him with Nicholas Batum as a young, fresh-faced 19-year-old Frenchman arriving in Portland, but it's going to take me a little bit of time, seeing as how they share so many similarities, and Nick is one of my all-time favorite players to come through Portland, one of the few who I would actually consider a friend. Nick texted me some photos of Ayan when he attended one of Nick's camps, and won MVP, which also earned him a trip to Charlotte to hang out with Nick when he was with the Hornets. I think Rayon's English is much better than Nick's was when he was a 19-year-old, and Rayon already left home to play in New Zealand, whereas Nick's pro career before coming to the NBA consisted of playing a few seasons at Le Mans in France. So what I'm saying is, I think Rayon, sorry Nick, maybe a little more mature already, already a little more worldly than you were when you got to Portland. Rayon talked about his relationship with Nick, who he calls a big brother, his journey to the NBA, and how he views himself as a player. You're probably already listened to that press conference, but if not, wait another day or two and you can listen to it right here on the next edition of The Briefcase. But there was one other thing I wanted to mention in regard to the introductory press conference. I thought it was great that, for the most part, the press conference was about the rookies, not how the rookies might indicate what direction the team is going to take going forward. I know that Damian Lillard's future is an area of significant interest, and rightfully so, and I know that considering Dame's comments on the record multiple times about what he'd like to see and not see in terms of how the team utilizes their assets, it makes sense to ask about those things once those decisions are made, and they were on draft night. How the next few months play out with regard to Damian's future is the most important issue facing the Trailblazers right now. Of this, I would say there's probably little debate. But while all of that is true, Scoot Henderson, Chris Murray, and Ryan Rupert all deserve to be considered and celebrated on their own merits. As in, all three just had their dreams come true by making the NBA, and we should focus on that achievement for those three individuals, rather than looking at it through the prism of what does this mean for Damian Lillard. As in, even if you would have preferred Portland had traded all of their picks and players for vets rather than drafting rookies, you shouldn't hold that against those rookies. You can feel any kind of way you want to about whatever path organization takes, Whatever those feelings are, I'm here to validate for them for you. But the players who just got drafted don't have any more say in that than you or I do. So just be happy for them. Cheer them on when you get the chance. Perhaps even at Summer League, as I mentioned, you should go at least once and save the rest for somebody else. Well, now let's go ahead and talk G League, particularly the Rip City Remix, Portland's new G League team. Rip City Remix is an homage to the vintage era of the Portland Trailblazers and emulates the colors and identity akin to the 1970s, which is the era the Trailblazers were born. The concept of Rip City Remix was inspired by the Portland community and fans, a group of creators, crafters, DIYers, makers, and trailblazers. That group didn't include Casey, by the way. A little hurt by that. The Rip City Remix takes the same approach to being inventive and creative by making something and reimagining it into something new again. This concept mirrors the G League, where a variety of young and upcoming players, each with their own unique skills, backgrounds, and playing styles, will be mixed to create a team that works together with the goal of development and advancing to the NBA to ultimately enhance the Trailblazers team. That is from the press release discussing the release of the name and branding for Portland's new G League team, the Rip City Remix. If you haven't seen the logo yet, it's basically like a little turntable. They actually took the pinwheel and kind of turned it into a turntable. Very smart decision. Shout out to Koji and his staff for putting that together. I think they did a phenomenal job. 
I think it's a great name. I think it's a great logo. Uh, I'm glad that they didn't go with something like super obvious, which I think is always kind of the concern, particularly when you're putting something together as quickly as the Trailblazers have put together this G League team. You kind of assume that maybe you might lean into things that are just going to be a little bit easier. So I really appreciate that actually put quite a bit of thought into it and did something a little different. Not exactly what I was expecting. And as someone who's worked for the team for geez, going on 17 years now, usually have a pretty good idea of what to expect. So the fact that they did zig where maybe others would have zagged, I think shows a good start to this G League team and the direction I think the team wants to take with the G League, which is to try to use the opportunity to do some new things with it, which Dwayne Hankins, my boss and the Trailblazers president of business operations talks about a bit, which you'll hear in a moment. So that seems like a good time now to hear from Joe Cronin, Sharif Abdul-Rahim and Dwayne Hankins discuss their thoughts on the new G League team from what the team is going to do for the Trailblazers, to what it's going to do for the community in North Portland, to how it's going to grow, and what you might expect next. Take it away, guys. This is something that was our number one priority, you know, from when we got started with this in our roles the last couple years was, how do we bring a G League team to Portland? It was, at times, a very quick moving, and it was a very fast turnover that we're still going through right now, and there's so many people that have been extremely supportive to help us get this launched. Obviously, a huge thank you to Jody Allen, who was incredibly supportive throughout this process and really wanted to see this happen and is very excited about you know the future of this G League team. To Sharif and his entire staff um, for all their support getting this kicked off and really helping guide us through this process. To Dwayne's staff, I mean, it's an incredible lift trying to get this organization up and running and everyone's done such an such a great job getting that started um to my staff and the new additions that we've made um really excited about this opportunity for us it's not just you know we're going to be developing players on the court which is a huge priority but also the staff and the all of the improvement and development that we're going to go through there where we'll be developing future stars for the trailblazers organization so in all those ways, we're very excited. Um, would love to take a moment to introduce the G League head coach, Jim Moran. <clears throat> Jim most recently was an assistant coach with the Detroit Pistons for the last couple seasons. And prior to that was an assistant coach with the Portland Trailblazers. Um, Jim is incredibly talented and is going to be a great addition to uh, our organization. Um, G League general manager, Danny Connors. Danny, prior to this role, was a personnel analyst for the Trailblazers, um, a terrific scout, a terrific leader. We're very excited about Danny's future and the imprint he's going to make on the remix. And also, Pooh Jetter. <laughs> Pooh will be the remix assistant GM and is also a player development coach for the Trailblazers. Pooh is a University of Portland legend and... Last year, played in the G League for the G League Ignite, uh, was a teammate of Scoot Henderson's. So we welcome Pooh. He's got an incredibly bright future in both the NBA and in the G League as we do a little hybrid role. So again, thank you all for coming. We're really excited to be further entrenched in the North Portland community. This is going to be not just a great basketball venue, but also a great way for us to further reach out to the community and to get to know you all better and to hopefully do great things together. 
look like and what it takes to pull something like this off? Well, in, in the past, our best practices is probably a year and a half, two years lead time in launching the team. And the Trailblazers were just really committed to wanting to launch their G League team, wanting to get started, wanting to get started here in the city of Portland. And uh, they just worked double time. And you know, from a league standpoint, we wanted to be able to support them in doing so. At what point did you start having discussions with the organization about, like, let's actually try to well, it's been, you know, years of you know, kind of interest in doing it and when the right time. Obviously, the last few years of the pandemic slowed us down some. And then just over the last year, that momentum picked back up and, you know, location and where they would place the team and, you know, support it, you know, kind of really picked up steam and, you know, we were able to get it done. It seems like the G League has has steadily kind of increased in popularity and, and importance. Could you could you speak at all just to where the where the league is at right now? Where you it, like to see it go? Well, I mean, you think of it with 31 teams, 29 of those teams are one-to-one affiliate relationships with NBA teams. So that in itself has been a huge boost to commitment and investment from NBA teams. And then you know, the players and people coming from the G League, I think, has increased. The popularity. So, you know, here in Portland, you know, last week he drafted Scoot Henderson. Scoot spent two seasons with us in uh, the NBA G League. So that type of connection, those level of players, um, the investment from the NBA, again, has really allowed us to grow and grow in popularity, grow in awareness, um, and continue to deliver a, a really great product to our communities. Is there an idea of where you'd like to see the G League eventually go? Well, I think continue this trajectory of you know, 30 for 30 NBA teams and G League teams affiliate, continue to be more and more integrated with NBA teams. And you know, as you just see the landscape of basketball evolving, players, coaches, officials, young professionals all having an opportunity to develop and grow through the G League. Is Phoenix now the only franchise without one? Yes. But they, it sounds like there's maybe a commitment I think there's, to do I think that. There's, I think there's momentum and commitment. Again, to see how integrated and opportunity for players to get opportunity here, coaches to get opportunities, young professionals, um, you know, I, I think we'll be 30 for 30 real soon. Wayne said when he met you, what, like five years ago, the first thing out of your mouth was, when are you guys getting a G League team? So what was that like when you finally got the call from them that, hey, yeah, we're a go, we're going to do this? Again, it's been a conversation over the years. I don't think it's ever been, you know, Trailblazers didn't have a, a, an intent of having a G League team. I think it was when the right time was, and it's just we're lucky that this is the right time that we the team found a great partner in the city and, and the University of Portland and momentum from you know obviously ownership Jody Allen and, and Trailblazers ownership is there. So um, it's just kind of right time, right moment. But yeah, that's been you know my focus in my last five years of. You know, when would, you know, Portland come on and, you know, after them Phoenix to again be, you know, 30 for 30. Uh, just how does it feel to have this day finally here? It's great. This is fantastic. Normally this, you know, this process takes 12 to 18 months, so we're doing it in less time, as you heard from Sharif. So we're excited. It's going to be fun. We've got the name launch. We can start selling tickets, start doing all the things on the business side to help get this up and running, and we're excited. What did it take to push this through in this short of a time span? A lot of teamwork. Um, Joe Cronin's been a phenomenal partner in this. Obviously, Krista, who I mentioned, who's our head of innovation, and the league's been great. They've been phenomenal. Um, Other teams in the league, you know, we had been looking kind of far and wide to see where we could put this team and then Sharif and I had met in Miami in the league meetings and he said you guys should talk to Cleveland they're doing it at Cleveland State and then it made us look at our backyard and say wait there's two great universities and 
you know, obviously we have a great relationship with the Child Center from doing the PK tournaments here, and it all has just been really great, and they've been a phenomenal partner. I went to the website looking for uh, ticket prices, and what I see are you can put a deposit for full season, half season, or groups. Do we know what individual tickets are going to cost yet? It's all going to be a low price point. We're going to start with kids. Kids tickets are going to be $5 and then be really affordable from there. I mean, the goal is to have these games be, you know, available for anyone to come to and be able to see. And, you know, you're getting to see some really talented players. It's something I... I I wanted to mention on stage was just you know half of the players in the NBA now come from the G League, so it's really really changed, and there's a lot of really really great talented players that are that are coming from the G League. I think in the early mock drafts of next year, some of the top picks are guys that are going to be playing for the Ignite. So you're going to see some really talented players down here at the G League. Do you have a target for attendance? No, I think for us, like if we if we get you know a thousand people, we'll, we'd be thrilled to be honest. We're we're just this is this is an opportunity for us to develop staff to develop players. And we'd be happy to have anyone that wants to come check it out. In that same vein, can you talk about just the, the broader investment in the organization and the franchise by, as kind of indicated by having a Julian team? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is, this is a development opportunity more than anything else. And, you know, Jody, Joe and I started talking to Jody about doing this in November, and uh, she, was, she was excited. She got really excited about our vision, about the ability to kind of take off and do this and start developing players like you saw it last year. Our, our basketball side is investing heavily in, in youth and prospects on the, you know, when you come to the John Butler Juniors and the Bodgies on the team. So to be able to have homes for them to be able to play, to develop guys, you know, this is going to be huge for them. And for on the business side, you know, it's just an exciting way to be able to try a bunch of different things you've always wanted to try that we, you know, with the stage is a little smaller and there's a little less risk, you can try some different things. So it's going to be fun. We're excited on, on, on both sides of the business. What does Hannah bring as team president? Hannah's phenomenal. She's, you know, like I said, she'd been with the Blazers for 10 years. She worked, she worked in community, and community is really important for these G League teams to be successful. She's worked in group ticket sales. Group ticket sales are really important for teams to be successful. She knows our business. She can get off the ground and get running in a very short time, and she has incredible experience at Microsoft and Nike to really help take things to the next level now that she's back with us, and, and we're excited to have her. You talked about being such a, a quick kind of timeline to get it up and running. Um, and this is obviously just like the beginning. Like, what is there anything people should expect maybe going forward, or kind of what what the what the next iteration might be? You know, just got this off the ground, I guess. So. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I think we're we are thinking about that. I mean, what we think about this is again, um, you know, obviously being able to have basketball and being invested in the city of Portland, and especially North Portland, where we have you know a great fan base and be able to come see these games. I think that part was number one huge for us. The second part was the innovation piece, which I spoke about. And then third is just really being able to help these guys develop. The fact that they're going to be so close to the NBA team is great for the basketball side again. And, um, yeah, it's going to be fun. Like, the G League has really made huge strides over the last 10 years. Credit to Adam Silver, credit to Sharif for what they've done to make this league be what it is today. And I think we're joining at a very exciting time for the G League. How would you guys pick the name? It's you know. Were you a DJ back in the day? I was not. I was a musician, but not a not a DJ. You know, it's funny. It's it's so hard. We, I've I've always loved our name even before I worked here. So like the Trailblazers has been a tough one to match. But we just kept coming back to Remix. Um, and well, once I saw the logo and how it worked with our old logo with our Trailblazers logo, it just seemed like a no brainer. It was really really exciting. And um, yeah, it, lots of names. We had like eighty at one time. 
talk to some fans, talk to some players, talk to the G League folks, talk to some, like tons of focus groups, and and this ended up being the one that kept rising to the top of the list. So we we love it. Who came up with it? Jody Allen came up with it. So um, we um, we had two names, two or three names on the top of the list, and uh, and and she we were sitting courtside one night, and she had just kept bringing up remix and. We knew we were going to go with Rip City for the t- for the city name to kind of honor the fact that if you do that, you can name it anything because it's already going to be tied to the place of Rip City. And then the alliteration and everything, it just sort of made sense. So credit to Jody for her creativity. All right, so what, what are the other two? Yeah, we'll tell us what the other two are. So people can rip on you for not picking one of those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks, Aaron. I think we'll leave it off there. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's it's with these names, it's like. You know, minor league baseball's had a lot of success having fun with their names and doing things like that. And so we kind of went that direction for some of the names. And then we kind of tried to have these other sort of more serious names. And then we just kept coming back to this one where we felt like, once again, we saw the logo and we saw the alliteration with the city name and just what it means to the city. I think we were able to come up with a good story from there. Talk about minor league. Uh, a lot since they do the minor leagues as well as kind of crazy uniforms. Like, is that something people can expect from this? Or? <laughs> One step at a time. I think I don't think we're going to get too crazy with the uniforms uh, just yet. I think it was important to make sure that the players that play down here get to wear the same colors as the you know the team that plays at the at the NBA level. And that was something we heard loud and clear from from the guys on the Blazers roster. So, so there you go. Trailblazers general manager Joe Cronin, G League commissioner Sharif Abdul Rahim and Trailblazers President of Basketball Operations Dwayne Hankins discussing the news that the Trailblazers have announced the name of their G League team, the Rip City Remix. Joe talking about kind of what that's going to mean for the team going forward, how they're going to be able to utilize that. Sharif Abdul-Rahim discussing Portland's place within the larger G League community and the importance of the G League and how it's becoming more and more of an important tool for teams to use and how almost every team has one now. The Suns are the only team that don't have a single affiliate. I'm guessing that's going to change soon. I did want to mention the Portland Trailblazers were the first team to have a single G League affiliate team, the Idaho Stampede. That didn't work out because of the difficulty of getting to and from Idaho. The team decided that there just wasn't a point to do it unless they could have it in town. Obviously, having it at Child Center, just a hop, skip, and a jump away from the practice facility in Tualatin and from the Moda Center allows them to really combine both the Trailblazers and the Remix in order to improve both teams, but especially the Trailblazers. We'll continue to talk about the G League going forward. Obviously, with Summer League coming up, many of the players who play for Portland in the Summer League are probably going to end up on their G League team. I believe they already have quite a few players that are expecting to be on their G League team now. I would imagine that most of the guys, if not all of the guys who finished out the season in Portland last year who were G League call-ups will at least get invited. I imagine maybe a guy like Skylar Mays might even have some options too as well. But either way, I would expect at least some of those guys to be on the G League team going forward. And then after that, you know, they're going to fill that out with, with guys like John Butler and Baji and probably some guys who, who none of us have ever heard of before. I think that's the whole point, to bring in guys to see if they can find some of those diamonds in the rough that Joe Cronin had talked about after the draft with the new CBA. It's really important to hit on some of these rookie contracts. I mean, it's always been important, but it's especially important now. And having a G League team, particularly a G League team that's right in the backyard, is really going to help them reach that goal of finding other players who they otherwise would have kept, but they just didn't have any place to put them under contract. Now they do. And that is going to do it for this edition of The Briefcase. Thank you so much for joining me. Once again, we'll be back later this week to talk more about the rookies, probably talk a bit about Summer League. I imagine that Summer League roster is probably going to get announced here sometime soon. So that's going to do it for this edition. 
Thank you so much for joining me. I am Casey Holdall. We will talk again later this week. Go Blazers. Go Blazers.